0: He is now entering his ninth season there. He led them to a world championship in 2020. He has won seven NL West divisional titles, including the last two years, three National League pennants, the 2016 National League Manager of the Year, and as a player, he played 10 years in the bigs with the Guardians, Dodgers, Red Sox, Padres, Giants. Of course, he won a World Series as a player with the Red Sox. I am talking about Dave Roberts. Dave, my guy, spring is upon us. How you feeling, Dave?
1: Oh, Romy, man, it's good to be back. Uh, on with you, catch up. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> so spring training is uh, off and running, and we got a little bit of a week's head start uh, on everyone. Uh, we're going to be going to Seoul, uh, South Korea, to play the Padres for two exhibition games. So uh, excited about that. And, uh, and, obviously, the Dodgers had a huge uh, offseason season. And so it's been quite the, uh, the buzz here in Glendale, Arizona.
0: You're way ahead of me, brother. I know it. I'm going to ask you about all those things. Let me backtrack for one thing, Dave. I love chopping it up with you, but especially in February, which has become a tradition of sorts. A year ago, you told us about your trip to London and enjoying martinis across the pond. It does not get any better than that, or does it? How was your offseason, and what did you get into this time around?
1: So uh you know what's funny is I didn't jump the pond this past winter. Uh stayed uh stayed uh, in, in uh in our country, went to a did a nice trip, uh Blackberry Farm, a place with my wife and a good buddy of mine, a college roommate of mine from UCLA and um stayed local, played a lot of golf. Um, and uh you know, where I was around because it had to be because uh, there was a lot of courting and recruiting going on uh this winter. So ultimately it was a fantastic winter and Obviously, for, for myself, for Dodger fans, it was a lot longer uh, than we're used to. So uh, let's make it a much shorter offseason this coming
0: year. 24. Dave Roberts joining us. I know exactly what you mean by that. I think that's kind of funny. There was some courting going on. Hey, Dave, remember when the media asked you about Shohei and you you actually answered the question and everybody freaked out? And I'm like, what the hell was the guy supposed to do? What? Looking back on that, it's comedic now. Did it feel funny in the moment? What did you make of that whole thing? You know what? I I just
1: sort of live in a world of common sense. And and for us to, for anyone to think that we weren't meeting or all these other teams weren't meeting um, makes complete, is complete nonsense. And, um, you know, I think that it was manifested from a writer who said this, that if something was leaked uh, or talked about, then it was going to kill the deal, which actually, in talking to Shohei, that was, that couldn't be further from the truth. And so uh, he landed where he was supposed to be, where he wanted to be. And uh, us as the Dodgers, we couldn't be uh, happier and more excited And to watch him on the day-to-day, Romy. It's something really, really special.
0: I think that's tremendous. And you live in a world of common sense. It's harder and harder to find that world. But I agree with you, Dave. Dave Roberts joining us. So what is that like to see him day to day? I mean, there's taken a big swing or two. And then there's what the Dodgers did in the offseason, starting with the signing of Shohei. What's the early experience been like for you seeing him work and do and get his work in?
1: So I, I never obviously got to see Michael, um, got to see Kobe or uh, Tiger up close and personal. But everything I've heard from these guys is, you know, everything they do is so intentional and with a purpose. And, you know, getting yourselves in uncomfortable spots and outworking everyone, and then you take that with the talent, and it just makes these guys, you know, the greatest of all time at their craft. And, and I think that, uh, and obviously you can put Brady in that category too. So watching Shohei in this short sample, you know, the eight paces every single time he starts his flip work or short toss in the batting cage, the the tee being the exact same height, the tee being one inch in front of home plate every day, the same amount of swings. The precision is unbelievable. And then you start to appreciate, you know, why and how this guy is so talented. And even in his first live BP yesterday, you know, homers to dead center field. So, uh, you know, the great ones are great.
0: Dave Roberts joining us. The great ones are great. Even watching him from afar, Dave, just seeing the way the ball comes off his bat, it's just unbelievable, man. It's just different, right?
1: It's different. And I think that, um, you know, he's so, obviously he's physical, but, and I say fast, he's faster than everyone because if you watch the way his body turns, uh, it reminds me really of how Barry Bonds used to turn on the baseball and how his body would turn. And the difference is a guy that can turn with so much power and torque and create torque – um, and can be so efficient with the move. And that's what separates, you know, guys that try with a lot of effort and that are not efficient and guys that can do it with efficiency with the speed and the power. And, uh, you know, his barrel axis is very good. And when he hits it, uh, like you said, Romy, it, it's just a different sound.
0: Talking to Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts. I love that. So, Dave, we know how ruthless the business of pro sports can be. That said, how gratifying was it for you personally to see the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw come to terms on a one-year deal, given all that he has meant to that franchise? I mean, how weird would it have been to see him wearing somebody else's uniform?
1: It just wouldn't have been right. And, uh, you know, this day and age in sports that you don't see... Uh, players go wire to wire uh, in their careers with one with one team, and so obviously Clayton um, is an iconic Dodger, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, going to be, and um, so just to know that we've got him coming back, I think that it was a big exhale for for ownership, the fans, everyone in our clubhouse, and uh, he's taking care of business uh, in Texas right now. I think he's going to join us, uh, come to Camelback Ranch here, I think on March third and then be with us until we leave for Seoul and then he's gonna be around until he's ready to go. So uh I personally uh couldn't be more excited to have him and, and that's the that just seems right, doesn't it?
0: It does seem right. It absolutely seems right. Just like it seems all wrong to think that he might have gone someplace else. Dave, what about, like, Otani, of course, is not the only Japanese star that you added. The team also signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. How's his initial adjustment been? I know it's early, but how has his initial adjustment to MLB been? And how would you describe his stuff? Because from this chair where I'm sitting, it looks disgusting. I mean, he looks filthy.
1: Yeah, it's filthy. And I think that uh, as far as the stuff, I I think the comp because a lot of people like the you know, comparables. I think it's kind of Zach Granke in his prime as far as you know the command, uh, the different pitch mix, uh, the velocity. And obviously, Zach has had a great career, uh, even with the velocity kind of tapering down. So I think that in his prime, that's kind of the stuff. We'll see how it plays out, because obviously, Zach was a very uh, intelligent pitcher. Uh, as far as the acclimation, the assimilation, it's been great. Um, I think having Shohei here, um, and having a lot of Japanese support has made it more comfortable for him. And Yoshi's done a great job of trying to embrace the language. You know, so every day he's trying to learn different phrases and um, he's very uh, joyful. Um, I think he has a certain different personality, personality than Shohei. Uh, not a bad thing. He's just very joyful. And, you know, that live BP, I'm just amazed at guys that can come from another country and have all eyes on him, his teammates included, watch. And that has to be pressure. And the way he responded was pretty exciting for all of us.
0: I think that's great. I think that is a really interesting observation. Like, But he's joyful, right? He's joyful. And so he's got a different personality. You've got a lot of different personalities. You've got these marquee names. I can't even run through them all, Dave. But... There's so much talent on that team, but having played the game and having managed the game as long as you have, you know, talent does not guarantee anything. Not to dust off some super old cliche, but if they're leaving the clubhouse in 25 different cabs, that's not a good thing, and they're probably not playing in October. In other words, chemistry matters. What is the early overall vibe and dynamic like surrounding the team?
1: I think the early dynamic vibe is hunger, hunger, um, focus. And I think, you know, we've lost six straight playoff games. Um, not to kind of add that burden to the new guys that have come, but the Dodgers in general, we haven't done anything in a few years. We haven't won since 2020. Um, so certainly talent uh, doesn't win a World Series. So I think that for us, you know, you take the talent, Shohei didn't come, Yoshinobu didn't come here, Teoscar, you know, to, to not win a championship. So, uh, obviously ownership went out and did their part. So we got to go out there and win the last game. So that's kind of the focus right now. And obviously, you know, there was talk about, you know, it's everyone's world series when they play us. And I think for us, Romy, the mindset is to flip it and go out there and hunt, you know, and other coaches have used that kind of analogy before. And, you know, we're going to be on the hunt this year and, you know, take down our opponents.
0: Really interesting to flip that mindset like that. Dave Roberts joins me for another moment or two. You know, I think part of it is, you know, the postseason in and of itself. I'm not using this as an excuse for you or anybody else, but it can be a crapshoot. It can be a crapshoot regardless. Like, take Mookie Betts. There's no doubt. We're talking about a guy who's got a Hall of Fame resume, but he's gone a combined two for 25 over the past couple of postseasons. Is that just a product of, look, it's the postseason. This can happen. Or do you think maybe he wanted it so badly that as great as he is, did he press at all?
1: You know, that's interesting. I, I think there's a combo. I, I think that more importantly, uh, baseball and hitting is hard. Uh, it, it was uh, certainly a small sample. Um, I, and I also do believe that when you're a superstar, the expectation on you personally uh, is elevated. So I think that um, he really cares. Um, so I think that certainly that can be a detriment, certainly in, in a sport like baseball that is so finite um, as far as you know soft skills as far you know um so i think there's a little bit of that um so i but also it, it's it's all of us you know i think that we still got to pitch well and we still got to hit well we still got to defend and i think baseball and like you said not to make any excuse but it is a crap shoot and i think that you know the season is 162 it's a longer sample uh, but when you're playing in a short series it's a team that's hot and you see that every single year uh that's what kind of uh makes us keep coming back for more but uh You know, we're going to do our best uh, this year to be that last team and get hot at the right time.
0: I mean, isn't that one of the biggest questions, Dave, of all sports? Like, you want to peak at the right time, but you can't force that, right? You can't just decide, all right, now is the time to peak. But then again, it looked like the Chiefs did when they won the Super Bowl. Like, it looked like they flipped the switch in the postseason because the postseason Chiefs were a very different team than the regular season Chiefs. I mean, do you buy that? Can you flip the switch?
1: I I, I don't. I I do believe that uh, Andy Reid and his staff and you know, you got Patrick uh, running things that, you know, the last couple of years, you know, they start off slow and then they just sort of start ramping it up. And, you know, you keep a team like that in a game and they're going to find ways to make plays. So um, I, I wish I could say you could flip the switch because if that was the case, then we would have flipped the switch the last couple of years. So, yeah, right. um, you know, we're going to keep trying uh, and uh, keep preparing, but uh, yeah, that's flipping of the switch, I just have a hard time
0: believing that. I don't buy it. I don't think you can. I think the Chiefs somehow did, but I don't think generally you can. I think either they did, Dave, or they have Patrick Mahomes. There's that, right? That's right. He's the manager of the Dodgers, entering his ninth year, and it's going to be a really fascinating year for L.A. They've had an enormous offseason, but the regular season and then obviously the postseason are what matter most. Dave, appreciate you. Appreciate the friendship. Appreciate our February tradition. Great to get caught up, my guy. I'll talk to you really soon. You're my guy, Romy. Take care. Have a great summer, and we'll see you soon. You got it. Appreciate you. Skip, Dave Roberts joining us. Best guy ever.